and I probably wouldn't have agreed at the time if I had known what I know now. Welcome to the Raising Confident Teens podcast, where we share life and leadership skills with teens and their parents. I'm Rachel. And I'm Keith. And today it is just the adults. Um, kids are taking a break, so... So much is going on over here, guys, and we are so excited to tell you our first big news. This is our 50th podcast. Yay! We've been doing this podcast for over a year and a half, and we've come a long way. If you were with us at the beginning, you know that. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) We were so awkward, our first episode. Basically, we read our notes, and we were scared to death. If you've had, if you haven't heard those early ones, don't listen to them because they're embarrassing. So back then we started out doing the podcast every week, but it was too much for us with us juggling four kids still at home, doing all the sports stuff, Keith working on his job, because podcast is not just the 30 minutes or so that you hear um, when you're listening. We have to find guests and then contact them. And then oftentimes it's a lot of emails back and forth, trying to find a time that works for all of us. And then we got to think about what we're going to talk about, come up with a list of questions for them to answer. If they have a book, I almost always read it beforehand. And then Keith comes in and has to edit it and make it sound good. And then I re-listen to it. And if he forgot to turn on the mic... I don't know what you're talking <laughs> then we about. We have to re record it all the again. The mic was turned on. Okay. It you, was just muted. Yeah, this is our second time doing this podcast because. Because we made a mistake. We didn't unmute the mic. Um, we had 30 minutes of, of nothing. Silence. And then I was um, re listen and make sure everything sounds good, make the show notes. And it's really a lot of work, uh, way more work than we thought it would be. So we switched it up. To doing it every other week and i feel for right now that's a really good rhythm right um we just have a lot going on and we want to do a lot of things so but we still want to be able to offer some helpful stuff so so the last couple years have been i feel like sometimes a big growth at least for me i'm not sure how you feel about it but if you know us you know we've done lots of crazy stuff we've had lots of adventures we tried lots of things. We started our own business. We sold it. We dug ourselves out of a huge pile of debt. We moved to China. We moved back. We moved back from China. We've moved cross country several times. One time we went north. Right. Pretty much Just almost as far as we could go in the well, United States. Almost. We didn't quite make it to North Dakota, but we, we landed went to South in Dakota. South Dakota. And then we moved back, and then we moved west. To California. And then we moved back. We built we built our own house. We raised pigs. We did the... We've done various gardens. And bees. Bees. Rabbits. Um, animal, uh, pets. And <laughs> we were discussing some of our pets earlier today. Yeah. We've done all kinds of different... <clears throat> Things. Many of the things we did were not successful monetarily, but I think that we learned a lot from all of those experiences. We probably learned the most from building the house, and I know you guys hear lots of those stories. 
but day after day for years having to just persevere and problem solve. I felt like we grew a lot mentally. Uh, and, and we didn't even realize it maybe right. until years and years later. I, I think maybe even probably about 10 years. Well, it's like, been, wow. it hasn't been quite that long, but yeah, it's been a while. And yeah, we started it about 11 years ago. So right. it took us three years or so. And I feel like a lot of what we're doing today is a byproduct of those experiences. I was just watching you do something the other day. I think you were working on the website. And, right. And you were you were having trouble and you were like, just give me a second. I'll figure it out. And I was thinking, we're so different than we were 25 years ago when we felt like we had no control over our future or where we were and we felt stuck, but we didn't know what to do. A lot of growth. Yeah, I think we have. And about five years ago, we started working with foster kids and saw how they were often street smart. They knew how to work the system maybe, but they didn't really have life skills. And then we looked around and noticed it wasn't just the foster kids. Um, I feel like it's because we're our first world blessings, I guess you could say, and how great our lives are have often hampered our kids. And we have a generation of amazing young people often have a lot going for them in our busyness sometimes to get them to the perfect colleges and perfect whatever their future might be. We often forget the life skills. And I think the life skills are the most important skills they need to learn. And we saw how that problem solving and having to persevere and our kids watching us just trying to figure things out and try different things and, oh, that doesn't work. Let's try something else. We saw that it, how that it made our kids more resilient, more curious. They were willing to try new things. I guess we realized there was some kind of a link there. And we kind of discovered it by accident. We didn't plan to teach our kids that way. Right, for sure. In fact, when we were going through it, I was really worried <laughs> that we were working them too hard and that we were going to mess them up. So, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, our youngest at the time that we, when we started building wasn't even three years old. And so there wasn't a whole lot that he could do. I mean, he wasn't, but he would try, you know, he was trying to help as much as he could. Uh, that's just, that's always he been was, his attitude. He would spend all day hammering nails into the old stump. <laughs> right. Hundreds of and, nails. And, you know, he would, he would be out there working with us until, you know, we had to tell him, you know, we, we just had to stop him because he's tired, you know, it's yeah. only two years yeah. old. <laughs> he did have the, he did have the gift of falling asleep and we'd, <laughs> we'd look out and he'd be laying on a piece of plywood <laughs> with Sounds a construction sleep. helmet on his head. Yeah. So I, we weren't, we didn't set out to like, oh, let's teach him this way or let's, you know, find the perfect plan. It just kind of, I think we kind of just discovered it accidentally. We, you know, we said there's something there. There's some kind of a link there between learning the skills because they learned how to do a lot of stuff that even I stuff I didn't know as an adult, you know, how to use different tools, what every tool was, you know, how to change the doorknobs, how to 
stain, paint. Right. You know, a lot of skills that a lot of adults don't even know. And we noticed that they acted different. They they gained more confidence, I guess you could say. And so we thought, let's 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 try teaching these skills to other kids and we started with little videos the kids would record teaching a principal or some kind of a how to do like we were doing we did one for like how to do your uh, ac filter ac filters and yeah how to flush the drain lines that's one i was trying to think of where you pour the vinegar yeah down the down the um, line how to fix a toilet out. we did the toilet yeah. remember the toilet hole in hudson's not the toilet bowl the, the back the flapper the valve. Yeah, the he flapper did valve. several different things on the toilet. And then you said, let's do a podcast. We can do it. And I think the conversation was like, it'll be easy and fun. I do not remember saying those words, um, by the way. And <laughs> I probably wouldn't have agreed at the time if I had known what I know now. But I feel like it's been good for us. We're, we're, uh, we're doing good things. And the kids have definitely improved with their speaking skills and and we're learning a lot and and even who ourselves it, who was it that did the first podcast all of with us with you or maybe well by themselves do you remember why i just remember some of those early podcasts and i mean it was like they were like reading the autumn uh, 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 like robots yeah so people come up to us all the time and tell us they love our podcast, that they're learning a lot, and it's good stuff. We just can't seem to get them to write us any reviews. I don't know why. I don't either. So if you're listening to this and you haven't given us a review yet, uh, scroll down on your podcast player. Maybe it's because you're listening on your computer and you can't do it on there. Scroll down on your... Uh, pull it up on your phone. Scroll down on your podcast player. Right. And click... Review we know there's a lot of you out there listening. We see the download numbers and you listen every two weeks and you must think it's great. It's time to put in that review. It would be really helpful. Yeah. And and so about a, about a year ago, we discovered, I was listening to Brendan Burchard and he started talking about this psychological concept called the confidence competence loop which I had never heard about, which was like a grand aha moment for me where, where I'm like, yes, these things are related. If we can teach skills, when people become more competent, they become more confident. And it just kind of reinforced it, reinforced uh, what we've been trying to teach. And it's been kind of like a journey for us. We just take a step and then we kind of, get a little bit more clear about what we're doing and take another step. So through all this, I try to ask questions, find out where parents are struggling, what would be helpful. And from the parents in our community, we found out that one of the biggest things that they struggled with when they started out their, their adult lives was money. No one taught them about money. It was kind of a taboo topic. And as a result, many of them spent years trying to correct the poor financial decisions that they had made as young adults. And I get that because we struggled a lot. A lot. Yeah. And money has often been a topic that families never discuss. But I think it's become even more important because our parents' generation, they didn't 
really start out their adult lives having to deal with credit cards. Our generation was the first generation really where credit cards were more prevalent and our generation wasn't really taught how to navigate that. We were just kind of thrown out there. Now, our generation, we're where our kids are becoming teens and a lot of a, a lot of parents don't know how to teach their teens cuz no one taught them. Right. And and like we said, we we gotten into a lot of financial trouble when we were first married and we dug ourselves out. And when we were digging out, I found this book called How to Debt Proof Your Kids by Mary Hunt. Um, That book has since been renamed to Raising Financially Confident Kids. But that book made such an impact on me. Uh, When I read it, we only had one kid who was in preschool. Mm -hmm. But I remembered the experiment. Yes, he is our experimental model (laughs) for Ashton. I'm sorry for all the mistakes we made with you. But I remembered her book made such an impact on me that 13 years later or whatever it was, um, the concepts she talked about popped back into my head. And I said, I'm going to try. I'm going to try that with my kids. Right. And so we did. She talks about designing a plan that puts the teens in control and makes them the owners of their financial decisions. And she didn't go into really great detail. So we've spent a lot of time the last five or six years really designing and fine tuning the plan and thinking through scenarios and making templates and, and we've had, we've had great success with it in our family. And and working through it with our kids and, You know, as we've moved through the kids, so to speak, one's now out of college and off and one's going into college this fall. I'm not sure I'm ready for that, but, you know, we've been able to work with them on this plan and, and seeing the, the issues that have come up and such. And so I took um, our ideas and we did a challenge within our community where I taught the plan and kind of shared how to do it. And, and we got some good feedback from it. Um, I had a good friend tell me that she thought I need to focus more on teaching finances. And, you know, obviously that kind of lights me up, I guess. But I, I was like, no, I don't think so. Uh, I wasn't ready for that when she said that. And we, we've taught, we've taught a lot of financial classes or facilitated a lot of financial classes in church settings. Right. Um, many, many rounds. How long have we, how long have we, when, when, was I can't the remember. first time that we did that? It was over ten years ago, right? It was right? probably it had to eighteen have been. years ago, right? Yeah. But we actually have just started telling all of the, or most of the, nitty gritty details of our own story. Wait, we left stuff out. I think we told most of it. I don't think yeah. there was anything left to tell. We didn't. We would tell bits and pieces of our story before. To different people, but right. we never really we told. Never, we never told the whole thing. Right. Even to our, our parents didn't even know our right. story. Um, Sorry, so Mom we just Dad. started telling our own story uh, last year on the podcast, episode mm-hmm. nine. Um, and I'll, I'll put that in the show notes if anybody really, really wants to hear it. I guess we were kind of embarrassed about all the stuff we'd gone through. I don't know why we didn't share it before. But sharing our story really took away the shame and embarrassment, and we saw how our story really 
resonated with people. People um, were like, yes, I've been there. You know, I've been in that financial struggle. And that was one of our most downloaded episodes. It is the most downloaded episode. I keep track of these things. <laughs> right. So from that, it, it's been kind of a progression. Um, you know, um, I just did a blog post the other day on action brings clarity. You know, a lot of times we want we feel like we want to do something, but we don't really know the details. So we wait and wait and wait and never get started. Um, there's a saying, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but there's a saying called paralysis by analysis. Right. Have you ever heard that? Yes, I have. So that's you like can, the you opposite You can think yourself into freezing, right. I guess. So we really didn't see ourselves. We, well, we really didn't know where we were heading totally. We just know, knew that this was something we wanted to start teaching teen stuff. And we really didn't think finances when we started this. Right. I think, you know, they, there's another saying, don't share your scabs, share your scars. That means you don't need to be telling your story and all the details until you've healed from it. And I think maybe, you know, it took us quite a few years of healing from the mess we had to where we felt ready to share it, I guess. And, it, you know, now it's like, it's not a big deal. I don't know why it was such a big deal for so long. So, so it's been kind of a progression. I just kind of felt in my spirit this this past year, uh, we need to turn this into a book. And I never wanted to write a book. Wasn't looking to write a book. Writing's not my favorite. Um, I changed my major in college because I didn't like to write papers. I wanted to be a marriage and family counselor. So I had to start out taking psychology, and they made us write all these papers, and I hated writing the papers. So I switched. And got a business management degree. Uh, but I, And I can't really explain. I can't even really explain what I went through. It just felt like this needs to be a book. And all of a sudden, I just, I'm going to write a book. Parents need, the, parents need a plan. I feel like we can make such a huge difference in the financial futures of our kids if we give them the tools that they need to succeed. And they are capable. We've we've seen it in our own house. They are capable of learning all of this while they're at home. And then you, they get years to be able to practice the skill while they're with us in a safe environment instead of trying to figure, figure it all out when they get out there on their own. I have a, a secret for you, parents. Your kids are going to make mistakes if you haven't figured that out. And you can either make them at home in a smaller manner, most likely, in a safe environment, like Rachel said, or you can send them off to college or out into the job field without financial training, and they will make mistakes. And they will be bigger mistakes that, I, not to get sidetracked, but I was reading something, this, this guy went, the Columbia, which is a prestigious college up in, I think, New York. I don't actually know where it is. Somewhere in the Northeast and got a, a degree in film, some kind of film work. And he goes to Hollywood, you know, the big dream to make his, and, and he's doing film work. He's $300,000 in student loan debt. He's making $50,000 a year trying to live in L.A., Right. So I promise you that he's not chipping down that three hundred thousand right. dollars. You can't even debt. keep up with the interest, right? So, who are they going to ask for help? 
they get out there on their own. They're not going to ask their friends. They're not going to ask their teachers. They don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. They're going to try and fake it because they want to look cool. Right. I'd rather them make the mistake at home blowing their money on snacks at the gas station than when they get out on their own in college and buy Say a it. bass guitar. You know, oh, well, we did that too. <laughs> on a credit card, right? Um, I don't remember if it was on a credit card. It probably was. I did buy a get bass guitar, which I, I love playing, but. But we didn't have the money for but it. But we didn't have the money for it. Right. So I kind of talk about this in the book. Jeannie Berlowski, uh, one of the guests we had on the show, she's an academic strategist. And she uses the analogy of middle school, high school, is the time that we have with them to help them build their proverbial hammers. If you look at life as being like a word picture, I think a hammer is a great um, word picture. So pretend that college and young adulthood their job is going to be to pound as many nails into boards as fast as they can. So the best time to build their hammers are before they need them. And we want them to be built with tempered steel and strongest oak, not bubblegum and spitballs. So how can we help them build their hammers? Right? Let's learn these skills while they're in middle school, high school. Build a good, strong hammer. A strong financial foundation is one part of their hammer. We don't want them to wait and be trying... They're out there competing with all these other people, trying to pound in nails into boards, and they're, they don't even have the hammer. Or their hammer is made out of bubblegum and spitballs, right? That's not, that's not going to help them succeed. Succeed, right. Um, and theoretical lectures about finances don't really work from everything I've seen. You've got to make it practical to real life. If you just give a kid a lecture on save your money, save your money. What does that mean? You'll get 5% interest. Well, it's that's not. not true anymore. <laughs> if you put it in the bank and save it, it'll grow. Well, right? well, what does that even mean? Save it for what? Why am I saving? Right. You know, they need they need to understand the process. They need to understand why. They need to understand, you know, what are we doing here? So... That's our second big announcement. Our, our book, my book, um, is all about how to set up a plan to teach your teen. It's called I Am Not Your ATM. And the ebook version is going to be available on July 26th, which is two weeks from today. And I am speaking at the next Phase Parenting Summit about teaching your teen about finances. And we're going to launch it okay. the, the day I speak. What's the next phase parenting summit? So that is a great summit that's coming up on July the 26th to the 29th. And there's going to be like 25 different speakers. It's a free summit. So we will put the link in the show notes of how where you can go to get a ticket. Uh, all kinds of speakers. There's going to be talking about scholarships and college and teens and cooking and special needs and I hear they're going to talk about money too money hmm. and transitioning to adulthood um, anxiety career choices all kinds of stuff so I'm going to be listening in on a lot of those myself because I need all the help I can get and the third big announcement we have we got so many announcements it's been a busy half year so far <laughs> yeah 
It really has. Um, we're launching a new website for the book and helping parents teach their teen finances. And we wanted to do it separately because it's a topic that's big enough to stand on its own and we don't want it to get lost among all the other stuff. So all things teens and finance will be over there at rachelmurphycoaching.com. So I want you to go check that out. We're still going to keep the Raising Confident Teens community and this podcast will still teach life and leadership skills. This is kind of just something additional that we're going to do. So go over there and check it out. You can also sign up for my top three favorite finance books for teens and young adults. There's a, It's on the homepage. If you scroll down to the bottom, there's a sign up. So just go there. Sorry. And also go and like me on Facebook and IG at Rachel Murphy Coaching. That way you won't miss anything. Um, so we're excited about the second half of 2021. Well, we really want to empower parents and teens to get started out on a great financial foundation. Can you imagine what a difference it would have made if someone had taught you and you really understood the danger of credit card debt, the power of compounding interest in your favor, how to build wealth when you were in your teens? That would have been awesome. It would have changed your world and your children's world, right? Yes, yes. I was... Uh... One of the things I was reading in your book as I was editing it, you were talking about this fairly recent movement, if you want to call it that, called FIRE, which is, I think it's financially independent, retire early or something yeah, like, right. at least something similar to that. And it's about these young people who they've decided early on that they they don't want to be controlled by their job for the next 40 years of their life or whatever. So they go ahead and do the things that they need to do while they're still in their late teens and early twenties to set themselves up to be financially independent within 10, 15, maybe 20 years. And so by the time that they're in their thirties, maybe even, or their early forties, they can be, uh, they can make the choice that they want if they want to continue to work or uh, for money or if they want to go do something else that, you know, like maybe they want to go serve overseas at something that doesn't get, uh, you know, they're not getting any pay for or something like that. Right. Yeah. When, when I was growing up, money was never like people didn't really talk about money. Right. We didn't, we didn't talk about money. Yeah. Not, I mean, it was almost like a bad Ever. thing, and I don't. It wasn't intentional. I don't. Think. No. People just didn't know. Like they didn't want their kids to be greedy and materialistic, so right. they felt like avoiding the topic would was cause, the best thing to do. Yeah, but arguably I, that wasn't true. I but. feel like that backfired. Right. For a whole bunch of people, so because I know that when we were in our worst financial sh struggles. We thought about money constantly, and it was very consuming, like right. stressful. Very. Like we did not make enough money to live. We were underemployed and are $50,000 in debt. Very underemployed. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, we were very underemployed. So I feel like not talking about money is way worse I don't, I, I mean, 
There are you've got maybe, to give them skills. There are maybe certain things that you don't want to tell your kids. I, I guess I get well. Yeah, I get it. You don't have to tell them everything, right? You don't have to tell them every detail or or whatever. But you do need a plan uh, to to teach your kids the skills that they need to succeed. And like I said earlier, you don't want to wait until they're launched out here into life, so to speak, to start trying to figure that out. Because that's what. Rachel and I did, frankly, and it was a disaster for a long time, and it took us years to recover from that, and it wasn't anything that, that we necessarily did wrong. We just didn't have the the skills to, to handle that. It wasn't necessarily anything our parents did wrong either. It just nobody knew they were supposed to be teaching kids these things because right. it wasn't an issue for the generations before. Right. Um, but it's kind of like managing credit has a. I'm sorry, I cut you off. But managing credit has a lot to do with this, right? We have such easy access. Um, you you have to be able to deal with that, right? And you have to have a plan for that before you find yourself deep in debt and nowhere to go. Yeah, it, it's kind of like if you're a military person, if you're familiar with the military, when they are sending soldiers out into battle, they don't, they train them for months. They teach them how to take their gun apart and clean it and shoot it and, you know, they, all, they, they practice, practice, right. practice, practice. They, they don't just throw them out into the battlefield with no weapons and no plan and no strategies to survive because they wouldn't last. Right. But that but we kind of do that with our kids sometimes with money. Most parents want their kids to succeed and they want the best for their kids. They just I think many of them just don't know what to do. They don't have the know-how, they don't have the tools. No one taught them. They feel like they don't understand it themselves. So we want to help you, right? We, we want to figure this out. Because I, I really feel like if our young people can understand this stuff early, you know, if they can learn how to budget and make their plan and live on less than they make, you know, instead of the method most people use is, oh, this is my income. I'm going to design my budget to totally take up the whole thing. You know, they don't account for savings or giving or anything. Or and then emergencies. They can't. Yeah, or... something comes up and they, they have no margin, you know. Yeah. So we'd love to have you on this journey. Um, if, if you have never joined our free private Facebook group for parents, uh, join us over there at the Raising Confident Teens community. And also sign up for the next phase parenting summit. There will be a link in the show notes. It's going to be great. All kinds of great topics. So we're excited about the future. Excited where we're going. Um, I, I feel like this is something that's going to be so needed in our generation. And we want to do what we can to help. So I'm looking forward to it. And glad to have you guys come along with us. Thanks for listening to us ramble about our plans. We hope you guys have a great week. <laughs>